You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed On Demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. At Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Whole bunch of things uh, to talk about. As always, especially on a Monday when we've had a whole uh, weekend of sound from the President of the United States. And others, but, uh, you know, the the Trump stuff <laughs> is always fantastic. Good eating. Yep. Uh, Michelle Obama's doing her big tour. She's going all over the country and charging people like unbelievable amounts of money to show up at her events. Uh, it you know a lot of a lot of her actual supporters have been complaining about it. Like, uh, why have you priced the poor and middle class people? Well, you know the ones that you that you say that you care so much about. Why have you priced them out of this event? Um, pretty amazing. The, the hypocrisy just continues to be piled on top of uh, everything these two do. So she's doing this book tour and uh, talking about some of the things in the book. And she has one of the things that she said is that, that she will never forgive Donald Trump for the birther thing. Okay. Uh, wow. That's, uh, that's powerful. She... Um, she said, what if somebody stay unstable with an unstable mind, loaded a gun and drove to Washington? What if that person went looking for our girls? <laughs> Come on. It didn't happen. Because what, of what the if? birther thing that, that what, Trump I was know. obsessed with? What if you can do what if, what if monkeys fly out my butt? It's not going to happen. I just hope it's on camera. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, she says, Donald Trump with his loud and reckless innuendos was putting my family's safety at risk. And for this... I'd never forgive him. So uh, the president was asked about that as he was uh, heading out to Paris this weekend. And <laughs> here's what he said about uh, Michelle Obama. Michelle words. Obama said that I haven't seen it. I guess she wrote a book. She got paid a lot of money to write a book. <laughs> and they always insist that you come up with controversial. Well, I'll give you a little controversy back. Mm-hmm. I'll never forgive him for what he did to our United States military by not funding it properly. It was wow. depleted. Everything was old and tired, and I came in and I had to fix it, and I'm in the process uh-huh. of spending tremendous amounts of money. So I'll never forgive him for what he did to our military. I'll never forgive him for what he did in many other ways, which I'll talk to you about in the future. Because <laughs> I'm stewing on them, and I'll get back to you on those. Nice comeback, though. I'll never forgive yeah. him for what he did to our military. Yeah. Uh, that's And it's true. I mean, he did leave the military depleted, diminished, in uh, in kind of disarray, and he has been trying to prop it back up, get it to where it should be. And but the thing of this, Michelle Obama is uh, upset at Trump for being obsessed with the birther issue. I'm sorry, it was your husband being obsessed with oh, Donald Trump's it up. obsession. That, More times than Trump did. That, that that's why we have a President Trump is because of that night. In the spring of 2012, at that uh, White House Correspondents' Dinner, when he embarrassed Donald Trump, and Donald Trump resolved right then, I'm running for president, and I'm winning. 
Mm-hmm. I, you, that's so. Be upset with yourself. She wrote in her book that the so-called birther movement was quote crazy and mean spirited. Of course, its underlying bigotry and xenophobia hardly concealed. <laughs> it was also dangerous, deliberately meant to stir up the wing nuts and kooks. And you know, I didn't like the birther movement either. It was it was ill conceived. It there was nothing to it. Uh, there was, of course, he had his own, he had a birth certificate from Hawaii. He's, he's shown it. And I know people claim that's a fake too. It isn't. But even, you know, let's say he was, he had been born in Kenya. His mom was American. And that, I mean, they usually go by the father's parentage, as in the case of uh, Ted Cruz. But I'm not. I'm not sure it wouldn't hold up that he could run for president anyway. Constitutionally. Uh, Because American citizens who give birth abroad are giving birth to Americans. I mean, if if an illegal alien can come into the country and and drop a baby and that's a citizen, well, certainly a citizen (laughs) should be able to have a a citizen in another country. That's a fair point. (laughs) it's, It's silly, and it did nothing but hurt the the cause of the right because they use that at all times to cast a big uh kook banner on everybody on the right so everybody in the tea party looked like they were crazy and most people didn't believe it anyway except democrats 40 percent of uh oh not not as many as believed that 9-11 was done by bush it was something like 40 percent of democrats at one point believed that Bush was behind 9-11. So you talk about massive conspiracies. And then why is it that Michelle Obama can get away with, I'll never forgive somebody. What a great Christian value that is. Hmm. That's uh, that's interesting. It's interesting. Ivan, do we have any, uh, do we have a phone number people can call? It's interesting. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. One day that will wear off. I think, right? No, no, will it no, ever? It will not. It, it's got to go away sometime. But for now, no. every time that's interesting happens, <laughs> it springs up the the Alec Baldwin thing. But Michelle Obama and her <laughs> and her unforgiveness and her race baiting—it's it, racist. What is racist about saying somebody's born in another country? It's, it's pathetic. But she was always race baiting. She was always getting away with outrageous statements. Uh, about the United States and about race. I mean, remember this? If we're trying to get anything done and we look around and we all look alike, we're all sitting around the same table and we feel really comfortable with ourselves, we should Uh question that at any table that we're at. And we should be working actively to mix it up so that we're getting a a, a real broad Hmm. range of perspectives on on every issue. Okay, so so if we look around our table... And there's only white people at the table. We should be ashamed of that, I guess, and go to another table and insist that we get some token minorities at the table just so that Michelle Obama feels better about our table. Is that what we have to do? (laughs) If I'm sitting at food and there's white people sitting with me and there's a table of black people all sitting together, I should go and we should do like a table exchange. Oh, Uh, even like just to make us feel uncomfortable at the table, because you're 
I would be uncomfortable with going and getting a bunch of white people I didn't know and oh. have them sit up there, sit I there. I'll tell you, I'm not eating anything at the white person's table. I don't trust them. Don't trust them. Well, don't you shouldn't. Whitey McWhiteface? You, you, you shouldn't. No. <laughs> so pathetic. So just for race sake, you should have, you should be with other people of color. Uh, really strange stuff. But I, you know, shoot, I mm. would see that in, in Congress. I mean, one of uh-huh. the most interesting this points I told you about this it usually at the State of the Union address mm-hmm. where you know you sit in the balcony and watch the State of the Union you know you, like you do yeah like you do you know <laughs> you you see it on TV I'm in the room you know but when you're in the room what you can see is this real dichotomy uh-huh. that on one side of yeah. the room it's it's also it's a feeling of color almost almost on one side Not of the quite, room but almost it's literally gray and white is that not racist? On one side of the room, it's literally gray and white. Uh, first of all, it isn't. She's talking about Republicans being all old white men. That's, that's not what the Republican side looks like. There's plenty of women. There's, there's blacks. Uh, how many black Democratic senators are there? I count one. Cory Booker. How many white? How many black Republicans? I, I count one. Uh, Tim Scott from South Carolina. So we're tied there. Uh, the number of women, I don't know. It's probably fairly close. <laughs> we, we, we've got some dark-haired uh, white men in there, too. Ben Sass, pretty young, probably younger than anybody on the Democrat side. But she's making this sweeping generalization, and that's not racist? Literally. That's the color palette literally. on one side of the room. No, not literally. On the other side of the room... It's there's yellows and blues and whites. Yellows and, greens. and blues. Physi- Who are the yellow people and Ow. blue people she's talking about? Wait, there's blues on the other side. <laughs> the blue people. Papa Smurf is hanging out there. <laughs> is he elected? Was he elected? Papa Smurf elected <laughs> sure. to this to I don't know House or count or Senate. I One mean, of the I, two. I wouldn't put it past Massachusetts. <laughs> there's these beautiful yellows and blues. What? What are you even talking about? There's a difference in color, in the tone. Mm. Uh, Because one side, all men. All men. No. All white. (laughs) On the other side. And that's a terrible thing. How racist is this? Why is she never called out for her racism? This is completely racist. All white. Ick. Ooh. It gives me the willies looking at that side of the aisle. I some women mm-hmm. some people of color and whenever i was few. sitting i would always have a guest in that booth mm-hmm. and i was yeah. always the most embarrassed at the beginning when people would see that because wow. i'd say that wow is it just me am i looking at how governance works and people it, look I down at that and you. go yeah yeah that looks good look at how obsessed she is with it too first of all how how obsessed do you have to be when you you're talking about being at the at the uh State of the Union address, and all you're thinking about is what the what the color of the people in the audience is. What what color are these people? I thought again. I thought the Martin Luther King theory was that we shouldn't even be worried about what color they are. If they're the right people, if they got the right character, that's that's what you vote vote on. You don't vote because somebody is white or black. You vote because they've got great character and they share the same principles and values as you do. And you think they're, you believe in them 
when they get to Congress that they're going to do something you want them to do. But her theory is, no, we should be electing people of color, the yellows and the blues. The blue people need to be uh, put into office more so that she can see even more of the yellows and blues. Yeah, there's definitely an underrepresentation for blue people. I I think she's right about that part. Mm-hmm. Although she did say she saw some yellows and blues, and I I don't remember seeing them. But again, I haven't been looking for yellows and blues because I don't, I don't look at Congress that way. <laughs> I, I look at it and see the people who uh, either share my values or they don't. The ones who are so obnoxious I can't stand to listen to them. <laughs> or that, you know, are somewhat okay to listen to every once in a while. Yeah, I got to tell you, um, Jeez. white people in Congress annoy me more than black people. There are plenty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Jeez. Oh. Tim Scott's probably been one of our best senators. Yeah. Also, we had several women <clears throat> run for president. Uh, we, we, we have women that they disparage on a regular basis that are still disparaging who are women, like Sarah Palin, for instance. She's not even a woman to them. She's just a thing that they hate. And they they want to uh, ridicule and demonize. Talk about demonizing people! Wow, how much how much has Sarah Palin been demonized over the over the years? A lot. Michelle Obama is awful. I mean, I just I hope and pray that she's true to her word and never runs for office because I, she would be more of a nightmare than her husband. I think by a lot, it would be it it would be frightening if she ever ran for office. She, I think, more than Barack hates this country. Mm. And she kind of let us know, right, when he was nominated for the first time in her adult life, she was proud of her country. That's <laughs> that she survived. That is amazing, but. Uh, she did. Democrats can always get away with that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not a problem for them. They don't. They don't have to love this country. They don't. They don't have to be patriotic Americans. Uh, they can continue to be uh, critics of the United States of America and disparage it here and abroad, and nothing happens to them. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. This portion of the Pack Ray uh, Unleashed program brought to you by Brickhouse Nutrition, which is a company put together by a team of top physicians. And then once they were together, they created Field of Greens. Field of, Field of Greens is a real superfood, and it's a real difference maker. Because if you're not getting uh, vegetables in your diet, this is the way to get them. Now, if you, if you enjoy vegetables and you eat them all the time, then you know, maybe, you don't, maybe you don't need this. But if you're like me and you almost never get vegetables, especially things like, you know, Spinach and kale and the things that are really good for you. Mm, yummy, too. For some reason, I don't know why. I don't know why that bitter plant that only uh, animals should be eating. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it's good for you, but it is. <laughs> well, one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA organic fruits and vegetables, complete with antioxidants. It's daily clean, clean green energy that fuels your body for a healthier and happier lifestyle. Go to BrickHousePat.com and try Field of Greens today. You'll get 15% off. 15% off now. A month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. It's BrickHousePat.com.
3393 added Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, by the way, over the weekend, uh, what is the guy's name? Can you remember the com- comedian's name from Saturday Night Live? I always that, have a brain fart on this. Oh my gosh. He did, I, I never watch Saturday Night yeah. Live. I, I occasionally see a clip of it, but I. Yeah, Pete sir, Davidson. I don't stay up and watch it, so I don't yeah. even know this cast. But Pete Davidson does this segment called First Impressions or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, as part of that, he badly disparaged a navy seal a war hero who lost his eye in battle <laughs> uh, pretty ugly stuff and so rather than get outraged though the navy seal's name was uh, is dan crenshaw and they went to dan crenshaw expecting him to really uh be pissed and he wasn't and he said look i you know i'm i'm tired of the outrage thing i'm not i'm not going to get all worked up over this should he have done it? No, you shouldn't be making fun of. I really like it if they didn't make fun of veterans who have been fighting for his freedom. Uh, but I'm not going to jump all over him. And he could have possibly ended this guy's career. If he would have been outraged, if he would have jumped all over him and gotten together with a bunch of other uh, veterans, put together a group, and they went on this outrage tour and started showing up on Fox News all the time. Uh, he could maybe have gotten him fired and really hurt this guy. Instead, he completely went the other way. And in fact, to the point where he showed up on SNL Saturday night with Pete Davidson. Here's what happened. Last week, uh, I made a joke about a picture of you, and I feel like uh, it would only be fair if you got me back and made fun of a picture of me. Does that sound okay? I, I don't really need to do that. No, come on. I, I deserve it. All right, I'll do Please. One. All right. <laughs> and now, first impressions with Lieutenant Commander Dan Crenshaw. Thanks, Colin. This is Pete Davidson. He looks like if the meth from Breaking Bad was a person. <laughs> So there, we're even. All right. Hold on, well, one more. This is. The, All right. Yeah. All right. He looks like a troll doll with a tapeworm. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, that's good. We should wrap this up. Oh, hold on. No, this, this is fun. This is fun. Cool. He looks like Martin Short in the Santa Claus story. <laughs> By the way, one of these people was actually good on SNL. It's oh. <laughs> good stuff right there. It's funny. Yeah. And he saved the guy's butt, mm-hmm. frankly. Abso- I think he absolutely just saved his career. Yeah. This because this will quiet all the all the nonsense. Well, if Dan Crenshaw is not pissed about it, why should anybody else be? Uh, so then, after the jokes, after the funny part, uh, Dan Crenshaw actually got serious. But seriously, there's a lot of lessons to learn here. Not just that the left and right can still agree on some things, but also this. Americans can forgive one another. We can remember what brings us together as a country and still see the good in each other. This is Veterans Day weekend, which means that it's a good time for every American to connect with a veteran. Maybe say thanks for your service, but I would actually encourage you to say something else. Tell a veteran, never forget. When you say never forget to a veteran, you are implying that as an American, you are in it with them. 
not separated by some imaginary barrier between civilians and veterans, but connected together as grateful fellow Americans who will never Mm. forget the sacrifices made by veterans past and present and never forget those we lost on 9-11, heroes like Pete's father. So I'll just say, Pete, never forget. Never forget. And that is for both of us. Wow. Good stuff right there. Wow. Watch this. Right at the end there, um, Mm -hmm. uh, comedian guy whose name escapes me every three seconds. Can't believe it. Mm-hmm. He leans in to Dan Crenshaw and he just says, "Man, you're a good man." I mean, that is awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, he's got a lot to be grateful for for with uh, with Dan Crenshaw because seriously, I really believe he just saved his career. And I think Dan Crenshaw, whether he, you know, I, I don't know what his aspirations are, but he's congressman elect. He is now, in my opinion, the front runner for the GOP in 2024 for president. I mean, I don't know mm. anything about his policies. Yeah. That doesn't matter anymore in America. The guy is is forgiving. Mm-hmm. He's sincere. He has a great sense of humor. Um, look how he handled this. He's obviously reasonable. Mm-hmm. He's not going to fly off the handle. Uh, he's not unstable. Uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. Good looking guy. Pretty young guy. Yeah. He could probably have a really good political future if he wants one. I don't know that he does. Uh, well, he's but, yeah, he's a congressman now, so well, that's we'll true. See. We'll that's see. true. I don't know where his aspirations, <laughs> yeah, beyond that. how far yeah. they go, but um, yeah, that's right. Uh, he did win, right? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So that was a that's a really good moment. Yeah, we need those. Really good. We're moment. starving for those. Oh, that was great. If we could have a few more of those, who knows? Maybe people would start thinking. Well, yeah, okay, if they can be reasonable, maybe I can too. Yeah, it probably won't happen. Yeah, but, I mean, but that's it'd be a short-lived. Nice. It'd be it's nice. Like, uh, flash in the pan <laughs> moment there for America. Yeah, because oh. you just you find out things like this. Uh, Hillary's apparently going to run again in 2020, okay, at least according to the Wall Street Journal. It says, get ready for Hillary 4.0. <laughs> Make it stop. More than 30 years in the making, this new version of Mrs. Clinton, when she runs for president in 2020, will come full circle. Back to the universal healthcare-promoting progressive firebrand of 1994. True to her name, Mrs. Clinton will fight this out until the last dog dies. <laughs> she won't let a little thing like two stunning defeats stand in the way <laughs> of her claim to the White House. And as he points out, it's been quite a journey. Uh, in July 1999, Clinton began her independent political career on retiring Senate Senator uh, Daniel Patrick Moynihan's farm in upstate New York. Her Senate platform included, get this, okay, support for a balanced budget. The death penalty, <clears throat> incremental health care reform. Uh, she was also pro-traditional marriage, if you remember correctly. That was a fundamental principle of hers at the time. Now, Clinton 2.0 was somewhat moderate. She was building on the success of her It Takes a Village thing. And pledging to bring home the bacon for New York, she emphasized her religious background, strong support for Israel, voted for the Iraq War, and took a hard line against Iran. This is the New York Times telling us all this? This is the Washington, uh, no, the uh, Wall Street Journal. Okay, sorry. Okay, got it. Um, Arguably the most successful version of Hillary. She got the hearts and minds of New York voters and won easily. 
reelected easily in 2006. Uh, but she couldn't overcome Barack Obama. So during the 20, 2008 presidential campaign, she's, she held fast to her centrist positions that would have assured her victory in the general. But progressive leaders and donors abandoned her for anti-war Barack Obama. <laughs> Black voters who had been strong Clinton supporters in New York and Arkansas left her for, of course, the first African-American president. So she licked her wounds and served as Secretary of State while she planned her comeback. And then she transformed herself against uh, Donald Trump, especially on social and cultural issues. Hillary 3.0 catered to the coastal elites who had eluded her in 2008. So uh, Trump won the hearts and minds of the working class in, in, in the middle of the country. While she was talking about uh, health care, and she was talking about um, same-sex marriage, and she had changed, she changed virtually everything she stood for in in the previous elections. And so, according to the uh, Wall Street Journal, expect Hillary 4.0 to come out swinging. She uh, has to win decisively in Iowa, and they've really never warmed up to her in Iowa. Um, but they're going to see a strong partisan, left-leaning, all-Democrat, uh, steely-eyed person who's willing to go after Donald Trump. And apparently that's that's what uh, the Democrats think it's going to take to win. Can't wait. Oh, if you go after Donald Trump like that, when you're Hillary Clinton, you're going to lose. You're not going to win that battle. There's no way. There's just no way. Seriously, their only chance is... I don't know. Somebody new, somebody interesting. You, you know, it's not going to be Hillary Clinton. She can't win. I don't. She can't beat Trump. Uh, maybe they bring out Beto, but would he have a chance against Trump? I don't know. I mean, he's he's a superstar on the left, but can he get independence on his side? As radical as he is, I don't know. Uh, But there's been a a generation of Democrats, according to the Wall Street Journal, who have been waiting to take over the party from the Clintons. And they're going to be pissed that she's back and stealing the show. Uh, But they revealed themselves to be bungling amateurs in the Brett Kavanaugh nomination fight with their laughable Spartacus moments. Yeah. Uh, She'll trounce them just as Trump cleared the field. Clinton will take down the rising Democrat stars like bowling pins. Michael Bloomberg will support her rather than run against her. And Joe Biden will never be able to take her on. Not, I'm not sure I agree with that. Don't pay any attention to the I won't run declarations. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> uh, Clint, Mrs. Clinton knows both Mr. Clinton and Mr. Obama declared they weren't running until they ran. Right. She may even skip Iowa and enter the race later. But rest assured that one way or another, Hillary 4.0 is on the way. Yeah, I think the last presidential candidate that said, I'm not running, that meant it, was Calvin Coolidge. (laughs) Seriously, he's like, Mm -hmm. I choose to not run for president of the United States. And he meant it. And so uh, it's been 100 years, 80 years here since we've had someone who meant it. Um, He was awesome. I tell you, Hillary... Awesome. Go, please just go away. Yeah, I don't think she I'm, intends I'm to. I'm begging you. Just 
Go away. She, that's why she continues to show up everywhere, doing these high-profile events, and she continues to get her face everywhere, and she's going to all the events that politicians go to uh, as they prepare for a run. She's doing all this, all the stuff she needs to do to stay in front of people so that they remember, hey, I'm mm-hmm. keep me in mind. Yeah, keep me in mind, yeah. As I'm coming. Okay. Um, and it might be a good thing because I think Trump will roll right. That's over what I'm her. wondering. I'm wondering, like, it's a good thing. Does that ensure a second term for Trump? Then I think it does. If she's the nominee, I think it. I does. I don't even know that she wins the nomination. But think about this: if you just go back to 1992, so we've gone all the way through 2018 now. I mean, she has been in our consciousness now for what 27 Ever. years? Oh, it's going to be almost 30 years by the time. Right. Yeah. So. I, it just it's nauseating. It is. It Bye-bye is. Bye already, please. <laughs> All right, let me ask you something. Uh, what are you doing when you put money in your 401k or your IRA or store jumper cables in your vehicle or, or buy insurance of any kind? Well, you're preparing. You're preparing to ensure that you have enough money for retirement. You're preparing uh, when your car battery dies or to have assistance paying for a major unexpected medical bill. That all makes sense. But... You, you got to take care of the absolute basic, the thing, the key to staying alive, and that's food. So you need you need food storage when you prepare. Prepare for an emergency or when disaster strikes or you know unemployment for a while. Who knows what you're preparing for? But you're prepared is the point, and you can rest easy. Do that with my Patriot Supply. They're fantastic, offering the lowest price of the year on two popular emergency food kits. Go to my special website. Check them both out. Preparewithpat.com. Check them both out and order today. These food kits include breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Lasts up to 25 years. It's preparewithpat.com. Unleashed bug. Thank you. That's what you need. Put that in your mug and sip it. Right? 888-933-93 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, one 1024th hanging taint sleeve. Uh, this just in. <laughs> Found in the Broward County results. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons actually won Super Bowl 51. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa really? Yeah, I guess so. Yes! Done a re- recount of the points yes! in Super Bowl 51. And yes. Atlanta Falcons have now pulled ahead. Yeah, but they lost to the Browns. Uh, from yeah, geez, what a terrible day for them yesterday. I brought it up. Yeah, you. you yeah, just, I brought it. Yeah. Okay. I know. Uh, nice day for Baker Mayfield. Mm. Even better day for Nick Chubb. Yep, I know. Thank rookie you. Rookie running back. Oh, I'm well aware. Thank you so much. Almost 200 yards rushing. I don't know if you're aware of that. I am. Three touchdown passes from the rookie uh, Baker Mayfield. Quite aware. Small mouth, b- small mouth bass. Kurt tweets. I just got my Pat unleashed hat. My new favorite. Oh, yes. Uh, take a look at this thing. This is uh, That's a good-looking hat. Yes. That is a good-looking hat, man. Sure is. And thank you for uh, for buying it and wearing it. It looks better on his head than mine. By I'll far. By a lot. But I'm trying. Yeah. But it's a good-looking... The I black with hat. the white, uh, that looks really good. Sure really does. good. Uh, by the way, there's also a throwback. Do we have a... Show, show us the... Uh, oh, yes. Glenn and Pat t-shirt. This is cool. Look at there's this There's a throwback... Thing. 
throwback Blaze shirt there. And what, what year do you think that is, Pat? Well, I know what year that is. It's oh. 1990. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. 20, 28 years ago. Wow. One of our first uh, promotional photos together. That was before the nation knew the name Hillary Clinton. Yeah, it was. Oh, those were good times. Yep, about two years before that. <laughs> uh, look how young. Gosh, we're just babies then. Just babies. Uh, so that's only for a limited run. So you can get your uh, Glenn Pat shirt uh, right now. Let's see. From Gen Xer Kim, maybe Dan Crenshaw could be the next George Washington. Hope so, because we need it badly. Yeah, we do. Uh, Gender McGenderface tweets, great. Now i got to hire a black, a yellow, and a blue person to follow me around and eat with me. Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. There you go. Oh, that should be right. <laughs> Uh, Rodney in Virginia, vote blue man group for Congress. Blue people are underrepresented. They sure are. I, I don't. And I want to thank mm-hmm. Michelle Obama for you know bringing that issue to the forefront. Me too. I mean, she's the one to do it because she's always thinking about race. Yeah. So good for her. Thank you, Michelle. In my white centric universe, mm-hmm. I wasn't even aware that there were blue people and yellow people and yellow people uh-huh. and whatnot. People. Mm-hmm. So anyway, thank you. Whoa, wait a minute. <gasps> Terrific. I just thought of something. What if she does run for president? What if it's Hillary versus Michelle? Yes, I want to see that fight. I want that fight. I want them both running, and I want it now. I want them to announce right <laughs> I'm now. A little nervous about the Michelle thing. I, I think she's got a better shot than, than Hillary does. For some reason, I don't know why, some people like her. And frankly, between the two of them, I'd rather have Hillary. Uh, they're both awful, mm-hmm. but Hillary is maybe a little less awful than Michelle. Maybe, but look at those arms. Well, those incredible see, arms. Yeah, that's a tiebreaker. When you take in, when you take the arms into account, mm-hmm. you got to go Michelle, I guess. Arms versus yeah. cankles, twenty twenty. Yeah, Democratic the arms. Party. Yeah. Incredible arms. Mm-hmm. Fantastic arms. I mean, I they don't even look real. They're so fabulous. No, that's right. Yeah, it's like they were sculpted uh, by Michelangelo. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So all weekend long, the uh, the accusations against the president of anti semite continue. I mean, really, this guy has done more for Israel than any U.S. president, and they they just keep they just keep throwing this stuff at the wall. I guess just to see if any of it will stick. I mean, who else has done? Anything like President Trump has done for Israel, up to and including recognizing Jerusalem as Israel's capital and the home of our embassy. He didn't have to do that. Everybody, if he if he hadn't done that, people would just be like, well, yeah, I mean, nobody nobody's done that. You can't do that. Right? That's that's just too hard. That's too big a lift. He can't do that. But he did it. Yeah, and he and did it. That is that's absolutely huge. And then the under-the-radar thing that always jumps out at me whenever I hear this, oh, Trump's an anti-Semite. Really? He went out of his way with that Ireland thing where Ireland said mm-hmm. you cannot, our citizens can't bring back trinkets or whatever things that they buy in they're Israel. They're going to be part of the boycott. And, and Trump said, oh, yeah, you do that, then we're going to punish Ireland. Yeah, there, there'll be, we will retaliate against you. He didn't have to do that. Nobody knew that story was even happening. And they dropped it immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was enough for Ireland to just say, oh, okay, no, I, I don't we're even know kidding. who said, who said just, that. Yeah, we're kidding. Who said, we didn't, no, we didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I mean, so not only did he stick up for Israel, he also stood his ground and didn't, you know, he didn't have to, quite honestly. Obama certainly didn't stand his ground. Obama didn't do anything for Israel. Quite the opposite. He did things against Israel. He seemed to take the Palestinian side much of the time. He made that speech where he swore, you know, in front of in front of a Jewish audience, Obama said this. Now, let me be clear. Israel's security is sacrosanct. Oh. It is non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. And Jerusalem and Jus- will remain the capital of right. Israel, and it must remain undivided. Whoa! That's a big word. Uh, but wait! What? This was uh, an example where... Uh-huh. This was an example uh, where... We had some poor phrasing in the speech. Poor, poor phrasing, uh, I see, in the speech. And we immediately tried to correct, tried to correct. Uh, the interpretation that was given. Y'all the point see. we were simply mm-hmm. making was is that we was don't want that? barbed wire running through Jerusalem, <laughs> uh, similar to the way it was what? Uh, what? prior to the... 67 war. That didn't okay. seem like the point you were was is simply making. <laughs> Wait, the, the <laughs> translation? Uh, there was a mess up in the translation. You gave it in English, English and it was translated to English. Uh, what do you mean, the translation of the... What do you mean? I know. That, isn't that great? What a, <laughs> what a BS backtrack that was. <laughs> the only point we were simply making was is that was is that we just we don't want barbed wire running yeah, through some, the town. There was some poor phrasing. We didn't realize that we yeah, had a Zionist phrasing. on our staff writing speeches for me. The poor so. phrasing was that you support Israel when you don't. Yeah. That was the poor phrasing. What we immediately realized was is that we had some poor phrasing. Uh, the only thing we were simply saying was is that there shouldn't be any barbed wire running. <laughs> You're talking to... There shouldn't be barbed wire running down the middle of the street. Oh, okay, that was the only thing you were was is saying? <laughs> that was, uh, <laughs> I'm reading the teleprompter, <laughs> then when I'm called out on that, yep. then I sit down and I have this memorized. He doesn't know. He doesn't care. It's just whatever, man. I mean, listen to the original statement again. Listen to this. Now, let me be clear. Okay, be clear. Israel's security is sacrosanct. Okay. It is non-negotiable. Wow. And Jerusalem will remain the capital of Israel, and it must remain undivided. Yeah, that's clear. He said, let me be clear, and then he was, except no. This was uh, an, uh, example an example where, where uh, uh, we had some poor phrasing poor in the phrase. speech, uh, and we immediately and, yeah, tried to correct yeah, tried. Uh, the interpretation that was given. The point we were simply oh, making was is that we don't was, want barbed wire we... running through Jerusalem, <laughs> uh, similar to the way it was uh, oh. prior to the... 67 I misquoted I him. I'm I so see. sorry. Yeah, it's not a translation. My it was bad. an interpretation. interpretation. Whatever. And then there was, you know, this, which was even a, a worse statement against Israel. We believe the borders of Israel and Palestine should be based on the 1967 lines. Who's who's we? Uh, do you have a mouse in your pocket? Because <laughs> Israel doesn't believe that. Israel does not want the 67 borders uh, again. You, that's not where you start. You don't start from the place where Israel is continually fighting for their lives. How about the December 31st, 1967 borders? Can we go with that after the war? Yeah, that's what <laughs> we should go with. Well, and eventually they will. It's, I mean, it's been foretold they're going to regain their territory. And that needs to, so Israel has to be, you know, if you believe in the Bible, and I do, uh, Israel needs to be about twice as big as it is now. They need to reclaim about twice as much land as they have currently. They need to double the size of their nation. 
So that will happen eventually. Uh, and and that's... Can you imagine what's going to happen when when it does? Ooh, that will be some chaos. There there will be uh, uh, there will be some tense times. <laughs> Let's say it'll be just a tad tense in the world when that happens. Triple eight nine hundred. Thirty-three, ninety-three. I mean, the only thing I'm simply saying was, yeah, is was, that, what? was is that I mean, you know there shouldn't be barbed wire running the, through the middle of Israel. That's all I'm saying. The the world isn't happy with Israel having <clears throat> the borders that they have now, right? I mean, right? They double in size. Yeah. Oh, look out, boy! That's gonna be a that's gonna make the news. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be. It's gonna more than make the news. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be something else. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, you know, when your ears aren't clean, they don't feel good, and there is something you can do about that that doesn't involve jamming a Q-tip Q-tip into your ear. Yeah, I'm not good at that. It's it just it's not good for your ears, and it just pushes the wax back further. But there's the Wax RX system, which was a system developed by physicians, and so it's the kind of thing they do in their office, and you can do it at home, and it'll cost you a lot less. The doctor-developed Wax RX system uses special wax softening drops, breaks down the earwax inside your ear. Then there's a specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip, and that gently delivers the right amount of cleansing pressure to flush away all the stuff inside. And then there's the pH condition formula to rinse and soothe your ears. It's just a, a complete system of earwax removal. Go to usewaxrx.com. And order your reusable earwash system today. Use the offer code RADIO, and they'll ship it to your house for free. You'll get free standard shipping with the offer code RADIO. Use WaxRx.com. As the Alabama Supreme Court upheld the state's fetal homicide law in a ruling... This month, one of the justices said the decision should force the U.S. Supreme Court to revisit Roe v. Wade. Justice Tom Parker said it is a logical fallacy for the government to consider a fetus uh, a life for the purposes of a murder conviction, but not when it comes to a woman deciding to end her pregnancy. Yeah. I mean, that that is the sort of contradiction in our society that is going to have to be resolved because people are charged with double murders when they kill a pregnant woman. Well, wait a minute. If they've killed two people, that must mean the fetus inside is a human, right? You're not charging someone with killing tissue. So he's right about that. You're going to have to make a decision here. This is something... I don't know. I guess nobody wants to do it because it's going to be hard. But we have to do it. Even lawyers within the pro-life community were conflicted on whether that is the kind of challenge the high court would or even should take up. But they said the dissonance between abortion jurisprudence and other areas of law where a fetus is granted the attributes of personhood is becoming tenuous now. Fetal homicide laws acknowledge what science has already proven. That a unique human life begins at the very moment of fertilization. Abortion laws reject that reality, said Lila Rose, a uh, prominent pro-life 
advocate. She's the president of Live Action. The case in Alabama involved uh, Jesse Livell Phillips, who was convicted of killing his wife when she was eight weeks pregnant. Now, eight weeks pregnant, you, 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 can, you can get an abortion. I think in, in every state in the union at eight weeks. A jury found him guilty of murder of, quote, two or more persons by one act, using a 2006 law that defined person as including a child in utero. The court sentenced him to death. He appealed his death sentence, arguing that an unborn child is not a person with independent protections and that he therefore couldn't be convicted of a double killing. And I think that's what it takes in Alabama. You, I think there, there needs to be extraordinary circumstances to get the death penalty. So the state Supreme Court rejected his case and upheld his death sentence, citing the state's interest in protecting the life of both the born and unborn. <laughs> Alabama's been pretty great in this fight. Yeah, and um, last week on Election Day, uh, both Alabama and West Virginia uh, voters passed um, amendments to their state's constitutions that, that say that you do not have a right to an abortion uh, in their respective states. So wow. we see where this is headed. Yeah. <laughs> Got to go to the Supreme Court. It's, it's going to have to. And meanwhile, Oregon voters um, went ahead and voted to uphold um, public funding could still be used to fund abortions. So Jeez. you've got that going for you um, around the country. Ugh. So voters sounded off and, you know, look, they're, they're, they're dictating how their state constitutions are going to be run. And I think that we're going to see a Roe v. Wade challenge sooner rather than later. I hope so. It's got to be decided. And what, what better time can there be uh, than, than right now when we've got five justices who should <laughs> vote the right way on this? You never know, man. You don't know, but they should. <laughs> yeah. 38 states have laws specifically aimed against violence on pregnant women and their unborn. Massachusetts law dates as far back as 1973, the year of Roe v. Wade. Indiana is the most recent. It's law. Wow, Massachusetts has a law to protect the unborn. Massachusetts. <laughs> wow. Mm. Indiana has a recent one. They enacted theirs this just this year. Other states, uh, like other states, Alabama's 2006 law specifically carves out a woman's decision to terminate her pregnancy as an exception to fetal protections. Justice Parker called that the Roe exception. I urge the Supreme Court of the United States to reconsider the Roe exception and to overrule this constitutional aberration. Return the power to the states to fully protect the most vulnerable among us. Some pro-choice advocates agree there's an inconsistency, but want to go the other way by curtailing laws protecting fee. Of course they do. Of course they do. They, they want to say that there should be no protection on the unborn. So you kill a pregnant woman. Eh, you killed a woman and, I don't know, some Kleenex. I don't, I don't know what was in that there. That was broccoli. Yeah, you, you just don't know, right? You don't, oh, yeah. could be Volkswagen parts. Volkswagen bug. I don't know. You know, it, it didn't grow into anything, but it could have been parts to something. So, I mean, Model airplane, Volkswagen. There's no way to know what's in a there. A spoon. I don't know. Spoon. Uh, advocates say the laws don't protect women against violence and give states more avenue, avenues to interfere with women's rights. Ugh. Lynn Paltrow, executive director of National Advocates 
for pregnant women, cited the cases of a woman who was arrested on attempted fetal, uh, attempted feticide charges after accidentally falling down a stairwell. A woman who served eight years in prison for a stillbirth after a positive test for illegal drugs and a woman who was arrested after losing her child following a suicide attempt. The real question is, in what manner can women be deprived of their standing as constitutional persons? It's going to be a tough fight because that's the kind of stuff we're going to hear over and over and over again. Coming up, we got this despicable ad from uh, Planned Parenthood we'll play for you. Jeez. Oh, oh. Yeah. Um, this is a fight we, we've got to, we're, eventually we're going to have to take a stand. We, it should be sooner rather than later. You know, we've said many times on this show and others that we advocated, we abdicated this battle to uh, the abortion lovers. And they just gained steam and they gained strength and uh, it it just got out of control to the point where, you know, they're even doing partial birth abortions. And if you, if you are to learn lessons, and we should, from those who made sure that same-sex marriage could become legal, well, we should, we should be in, engaged in this fight every single day. Every single day. Every day, all day. Because they certainly were, and it worked. They took the country from 68-32 against same-sex marriage to the exact opposite. 68-32-4 in about five or six years. Just unbelievable. Well, we can do the same thing with abortion. 888 thirty We'll get to that coming up here in a second. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, uh, Kristen tweets: Hillary Clinton is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, Daniel Chapel, if Hillary runs, will we see another underwear challenge? <laughs> no, no, we will not. I think we're. Uh, this is not the same America that yeah. it once was, and things can change for the ugly uh, way too quickly now. <laughs> so. so- yeah. No, I've learned my learned my lesson on that one. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The only um, underwear bet that's floating out there is the uh, wall getting built. Correct? Yes, ninety percent of the wall. Both uh, Stu and I have that bet. If the wall is built, we will eat our underwear because we know it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, not now, definitely with Congress, with the House going to the Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> Worship leader Caleb tweets uh, what Obama was saying in his interview was is. The translation from English to progressive wasn't perfect. Yeah, that happens. You know, that can happen. Uh, We were talking about Alabama's fetal homicide ruling. And they ruled in favor of the fetal homicide law. So when a pregnant woman is killed, you're charged with the death of the unborn baby as well. And they just upheld that 2006 law in Alabama just uh, last week or the week before. And so one of the justices has come out now and said, look, the Supreme Court's going to have to decide when does life start? Is, does it start at fertilization <clears throat> or is it when some, something magical happens in the birth canal and you're finally born? <laughs> it's just going to have to because it doesn't make any sense right now. In 38 states, you can be charged with a double homicide when you've killed a pregnant woman. 
but that pregnant woman can go have an abortion at the same time and take that life of that baby. It's bizarre. That, that's not equal protection <laughs> under the law. No, it isn't. Because that is saying that a pregnant female has technically more rights mm-hmm. than just someone that's not pregnant. Right. In other words, she can get away with murder, but you can't. Yeah. I mean, huh. yeah, kind of weird. It does Well, it doesn't make any sense. And it hasn't made any sense since 1973. And something's got to be done. So will the Supreme Court have the giblets to take this on? We'll I, see. I don't think there's any question that one of these court cases, one of these amendments in you know, Alabama or West Virginia are going to be challenged far enough along to get to the Supreme Court. How the Supreme Court votes, whew, all bets are off. I mean, the, the, the Democrats protect Planned Parenthood so much. They it's love weird. it so much. So weird. Uh, it's a strange, I mean, just really, uh, it's one of the weirder things I, I, I think we see every day is just how, <clears throat> how hell-bent they are on having uh, Planned Parenthood continue as it is and have half a billion dollars go to it from taxpayer dollars every year. Well, yeah. it's, what do you, do you hate prenatal care? Oh. What do you mean do I hate, they don't even do prenatal care. Oh, of course they, they're huge. M- women won't get prenatal care anymore. Really? <laughs> hmm. That was put to the test recently. And uh, I, I don't know, you tell me about Planned Parenthood's prenatal care. Prenatal care. These are the kinds of services that folks depend on Planned Parenthood for. And a president who will fight for prenatal care. Prenatal care. Prenatal care. And that, that is what we want to focus on. That prenatal. is what is so vital. It is. Well, let's see. Let's get prenatal care at Planned Parenthood. All right. Here we go. All right. All right. Thank you for calling Planned Parenthood. My name is Nice This is City. Hi. I was hoping to make an appointment for prenatal care. For what type of service? Um, prenatal care, pregnancy care. We don't have prenatal care here. Planned Wait, Parenthood what? offers abortion, so they don't offer huh. prenatal care. Wait, what? Okay, just abortions. Hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, no. We wouldn't provide any pre- type of prenatal services here at Planned Parenthood. We're not a prenatal care provider. No Planned Parenthood does prenatal care. <laughs> we don't offer prenatal care at Planned Parenthood. We you specialize in abortions. Don't? You know, that's what our ultrasounds are for, to mm. see how far oh. along the um, patient is. Planned Parenthood, we do yeah. birth control, you know, wow. yeah. things like that, termination. We check uh, for STI, but we don't do prenatal. We tell you you're pregnant, mm. and we also prefer to do the abortions. Okay. I see. Okay. So, uh, we don't do any prenatal services. No here. prenatal. No, we don't do prenatal services. I mean, it's called Planned Parenthood. I know it's kind of deceiving. Do you have OBGYNs <laughs> here? Yeah. We do not. No. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Which is a deceptive name, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think the same thing. Or, you know, if you were looking at the termination options, we can do that as well. Did you know that Planned Parenthood can take care of all your reproductive health needs? Whether it's an annual exam, uh-huh. pregnancy testing and counseling, prenatal care, we are uh, here for uh, you with high-quality, low-cost services. I, the, the lies at Planned Parenthood just continue. And she even... The lies. One of the employees even said it. Yeah, yeah. I know it's kind of misleading. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. I know we're lying sacks of crap, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, we don't do prenatal care. Silly. We just want to kill your child. Yeah. We don't want to help it. Bring your kid in. For- <laughs> okay, <laughs> honey. All right, pumpkin. Bye-bye now. <laughs> uh, that was a, a great little investigative piece done by Live Action, Lila Rose's group, and pretty telling. I mean, they called... Planned Parenthood after Planned Parenthood. None of them. 97 different Planned Parenthoods, they called. 97. got the same. You just heard it right there. Jeez. Yeah, we don't know Planned Parenthood does prenatal. (laughs) 
That's not what we're about. Yeah, I know that. Uh, I know that the name is Planned Parenthood, but we don't really want you to become parents. <laughs> That's a little deceiving. I know. Yeah, if your baby needs uh, a killing, uh, I mean, I can give you the sure, GPS sure. coordinates. Oh, yeah, come on but, down. I mean, I can't give you, like, prenatal uh, care. Come on come down. Come on now. Uh, somebody last week on Twitter, this is a mm. brilliant, in its simplicity, mm. said, look, left, I'm pro-life. You don't like guns. I don't like abortion. How about we agree to... Um, a seven-day waiting period on guns, and, and you allow us to have a seven-day waiting period on abortions. And, oh, my gosh, people were just losing their minds. Uh, really? On the left. Like, no, oh, what are you... Uh, so... Oh, my gosh. It is, like you were saying earlier, it is... It's sick how obsessed they are with killing babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a religion to them. It's a religion. Uh, climate change, abortion, those are both religions now. And uh, it's it's scary. It Planned Parenthood is so despicable. Look at their late. This is their. This is a new ad from Planned Parenthood about. Uh, well, I mean, you'll see. It's pretty sick and despicable. Watch this. Precious little baby. She deserves to be. She deserves to be loved. Cute little baby. She deserves to be wanted. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Showing the baby again. And then the text. She deserves to be a choice. Oh. Stand with Planned Parenthood. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that's that's as low and despicable as it gets. I mean, that's that makes you physically ill. The only thing I can hope comes out of that wow. good is that people mm. will see a baby I and associate so. abortion with that as opposed to it's tissue. And how fascinating is that? They're not even saying it's tissue anymore. They're not even claiming it's not a baby. It's not a human. They're showing you the end result. Here's the baby. Go ahead and kill it if you want to. <laughs> Go ahead. That's even worse. Mm-hmm. That's even worse. When... When they made out like they didn't think that it was human yet, or that's not a baby yet, okay, well, you could sort of understand. When they show you the baby and then claim that should be a choice, that you should be able to kill it, that is despicable. That's evil. That is flat out unspeakable evil. Wow. What a disgusting organization. And they get $500 million from us, the American taxpayer, every single year. Is there anything worse that we do as Americans? I don't think so. I, I, don't, I can't think of it. You know, that's resulted in the death of going on 62 million since 1973 now. 62 million people uh that's more than mao killed in china that doesn't count to me it does counts to me and how many children would those have those children have had no right right i mean could one of them have grown up to cure cancer maybe we'll never know aids maybe 
We'll never know. Could one of them have somehow come up with a key to world peace? I don't know. We'll never know. But they should have all been given the opportunity to live. Um, You know, 14% of them would have been African Americans. Many of them would have been Hispanics. Millions of them. And, you know, the left is supposed to value and cherish minorities. Well, you don't care about the slaughter of minorities in this country. You don't care at all. You don't lift a finger to stop it. In fact, the opposite. You do the opposite. You do everything you can so that it will continue. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how... I don't know how that escapes the attention of uh, our morality because, you know, we're better than that as Americans. We we should be a lot better than that. 888-933-93. Has Stacey Abrams conceded yet in the governor's race? She still hasn't. Negative. In In fact, she filed a fresh lawsuit this morning. This morning? Yeah, let's see. She's up bright and early, filing lawsuits. Okay, so it broke this morning. Maybe it was yesterday (laughs) or whatever. But no, she's absolutely Mm. not giving up. Um, Do do we know what the count is? Isn't she still down by over a point? Let's see the latest count here. It was like one and a half points. But now I heard last week that they weren't going to reveal, um, you know, the totals again until I think, I think it's tomorrow. Hmm. Um, So I, I, I think they're just... Adding up votes right now or recounting or something. I don't know. It's Georgia. Who cares, right? Oh, wait. <laughs> That's where I'm from. Uh, so I, it's it's going on. It's dragging on. And uh, that December 4th date, you know, looms out there if if somehow Kemp falls below 50%. Uh, the December 4th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's when there will mm-hmm. be actually that do-over election that Abrams is leaning on. Um, I'm trying to figure out why I think it's Tuesday. Yeah, so Kemp's now. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Okay. Oh, okay. Here we go. So the counties, the 159 counties in Georgia have until tomorrow to certify their results. Mm. Abrams is seeking to extend that deadline to Wednesday because, you know, like they're running out of ink printing up these fake votes that they're trying to, uh, (laughs) and they need an extra 24 hours. Well, yeah. And there's only so many so many dead people that can vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so they're trying to uh, trying to figure that out Tuesday mm-hmm. or Wednesday in Georgia. Of course, you got Florida has uh, okay. lost its mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, is I, I think Rick Scott still has a slim lead. Yeah, and I, I, I also believe that uh, Brian Camp, no Brian uh, uh, DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, Ron, DeSantis Ron DeSantis in the governor's race mm-hmm. is still a little bit ahead of Andrew Gillum, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to get those. But those totals. are really close, and they're both going into recounts. So, yeah. And the Republicans are claiming there's a lot of fraud going on. Yeah. They started recounting <sighs> yesterday, I believe. Very reminiscent of the 2000 election. Sure is. And boy, Very that was a good time, right? Oh, that was fun. Yeah, we want to go through that again. And Ugh. we are, so that's good. <laughs> that's really good. And of course, Arizona, you're going to have Cinema is going to win. I mean, she's up by 32,000 votes. They still have 162,000 votes. So weird. Uh, on election night, just I looked over mm-hmm. for McSally, that McSally won that thing. All of a sudden... All these Democrat votes are coming in. Yeah, and so they still have a lot more counting to do out there. It's amazing when they do these recounts and when the dust settles as Election Day moves on, so we move away from that day. Um, I never see a Republican gain 
No, you, you know, don't. You never see their lead right. gain, or you never see them catch up. I mean, it's always amazing. Right. Isn't it? I cannot think of an instance where it's not the Democrat is pulling away, or the Democrat's getting closer, or overtaking the Republican. Mm. So interesting. Weird. Ivan. Yeah. Is there a number people can call about that? Or uh, Yeah. Let's yeah. see. The election fraud hotline <laughs> number is... <laughs> uh, all right. Stu in New York. You're on the blaze. Hi. Uh, hi, Pat. Hey. I, too, am sickened by that Planned Parenthood commercial. And I think the president should never sign another appropriations bill that funds that organization. That would be mm-hmm. an issue worth shutting the government down over. Sure would. Yeah, it really would. Appreciate it. Thanks, Stu. Um, I would love to see him do that. I, I, don't, I don't know if President Trump is passionate enough about that issue, but uh, I would love it if, if he did. 888-900-3393. We got the holidays on the way. Of course, Thanksgiving is a week and a half away now. Just a week and a half away for all that food, <laughs> laying around, watching football. Sure snuck up on us, you know what? Yep. Then, of course, Christmas, just around the corner. That'll happen before we know it. And and then New Year's and all of that. And so you know what happens every year. Um, you can get some help heading into all of this food with Riduzone. It's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. Riduzone is a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. They took the, the OEA molecule from uh, olive oil. And that has been shown to boost your metabolism and reduce appetite. So for about $1.39 a day, Riduzone can help you get through this time of year. And jumpstart the new you for 2019. Order it today at Riduzone.com. Enter the promo code PAT. You'll get 30% off a three-month supply. It's Riduzone.com. Use the promo code PAT to take 30% off the top. Time to make it happen. Let Riduzone help you get through the holidays. Riduzone.com. One of my favorite stories of the weekend is that uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a little upset uh, because the electoral system is unfair because she can't receive her congressional salary until she's actually sworn into Congress. Shut up. <laughs> she can't get it while she's not a member. How How is it possible that the American people aren't going to pay her before she's actually a member of Congress? That is just... <laughs> She wants an advance? Mm, yeah. Yeah, no. she does. There's no signing um, bonus. Come off it. <laughs> this is pretty amazing. She oh. said, I have I have three months without a salary before I'm a member of Congress. So how do I get an apartment? I don't know, Ocasio-Cortez. You just pay for it. You just do. You just pay it. Right? <laughs> you just pay it. Right. But, but I how? thought that was... I thought that was the theory with everything. Well, how do we pay for health care? Or you just pay it. I live in the richest nation in the world. Yeah, I'm just going to pay for you it. Just pay for it. What? <laughs> just pay. Wow, she's so dumb. That's all oh my gosh. You it are. is unbelievable. You're not a planner. A planner. She's she, Maybe, you know what? Just, she's almost not even an adult. She's yeah. so stupid. Yeah. Oh, there's a great game for her now. It's uh, it's the millennial edition of uh, Monopoly, where you don't have to earn money, you don't have to you know charge rent or anything like that. You just um, mm-hmm. accumulate experiences. Oh, that's nice. So she's just going through. There it is. There on the Blaze TV. Good. Um, she's just accumulating experiences, Pat. Wow. She's oh boy, she's gonna be fun. So, despite Ocasio Cortez telling uh, the Times 
that she can't really take a salary. Um, she did take at least one payroll check as a candidate this election cycle. Little socialist also tweeted about her interview with the Times and further elaborated her bizarre position that the electoral system is unfair because she can't receive her salary until she's actually sworn in. I oh, mean, wait, sworn in or inaugurated? And she says sworn in in this particular. I think oh. somebody somebody corrected her. On okay. That. Woo. Hey, pumpkin, you're not going to be inaugurated. Okay. <laughs> Plus, you're not going to sign any bills. Okay. Wait. What? Shh. How does this work? I don't. I thought that I on day one I was going to get inaugurated and sign some bills. No. <laughs> so maybe you need to be working oh, right now. Oh boy. You got three months. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe you should have saved a little bit of money. She's 29 years old. You don't have any money yet. Really. I mean, a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck, so maybe that's typical. You don't have to be a socialist not to be able to save your money. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Martha in Arkansas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Am I on, Pat? Yes, you are. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I love the way your show is going. You're doing a great job. Thank you. We really enjoy listening to you. Truly appreciate it. I have a question that I keep every time we hear this Planned Parenthood funding thing. Coming from the taxpayers, I know that there was an amendment called the Hyde Amendment, named for Henry Hyde, a good conservative, I can see him, Mm -hmm. picture him in my mind, that was to prohibit and forgive taxpayer money going for abortions. What's going on? Why doesn't anybody enforce it? It's like this never existed, and I know it did. Um, I don't. I don't understand mm. why. How they get away with this? Right, because that. I mean, that was a long time ago, right? That was late nineties. I, I don't think they did. They ever repeal the Hyde Amendment? And if they haven't repealed it, then it should be enforced. Yes, yes. So that's a uh, that's abortions. Um, abortion funding uh, from uh, federal coffers are banned except for to save the life of the woman. Um, right. So well, that should stop store rape, yeah. abortion on demand, right? Being yep. federally funded. Wow. Uh, thanks, Martha. Appreciate the Never call. Never thought of that. I haven't either. I haven't. It was a good reminder about the Hyde Amendment because, um, well, it happened 21 years ago. So kind of forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. It's been in and nobody mentioned, nobody even mentions it. The original. I'm just looking at this now. Yeah, the the yeah, original yeah. Hyde Amendment was passed on September 30th, 1976 by the House on a 207 to 167 vote. It was named for its sponsor, of course, Henry Hyde of Illinois. Think of that. <laughs> Think of how Illinois has changed in the last 41 years, 42 years. The measure represents one of, it, one of the first major legislative gains by the pro-life movement, especially the National Committee for Human Life Amendment. Uh, led by Mark Gallagher after striking down anti-abortion laws following the 73 Supreme Court case. Congress subsequently altered the Hyde Amendment several times. The version enforced from 81 to 93 prohibited the federal funds uh, for abortions, except where the life of the mother was endangered. Uh, In 93, Clinton signed into law... Uh, an act that contained a new version of the Hyde Amendment that expanded the category of abortions for which funds are available under Medicaid to include rape and incest. Okay, that still doesn't cover on-demand. 
The 2016 platform marked the first time the Democrat platform had an illicit call to repeal the Hyde Amendment. Uh, the House of Reps, according to the... No, they made the Hyde Amendment permanent instead. Then why are they getting federal funds for abortion? Well, well for, it's for prenatal care. Yes, that's what they claim. They claim it's for something else. Okay, and as you as you heard when we we played this, the sound from the live action pro life people with uh, Lila Rose's group, uh, they claim they're all about prenatal care. They don't even do prenatal care. That's not what they do at Planned Parenthood. So where is where is that money going? Planned Parenthood just says, yeah, well, we do get five hundred million a year, but it's not for abortion. Oh, that's garbage. Wow. So I'm sure that's how they get around it. Yeah, we just, we don't use that for abortion. That's that's for our uh, mammograms, which we don't do. And our prenatal care, you know, which we don't do. <clears throat> and that, it also takes care of our catering services. You know, we put a lot of that money toward the catering business, which we don't have. Uh, then we, we run a taxi uh, service on the weekends that we don't do. But all of that money goes to those services. We don't, we don't get a penny for abortion. Don't even worry about that. I don't know. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. And it's, it's time, uh, way past time, for the American people to put their foot down on this stuff. Uh, and stop the madness with Planned Parenthood and these abortions. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and a pat unleashed on Twitter. Much more coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. Welcome to it. Great to have you with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Hey, go to theblaze.com and uh, check out our merchandise. It all kinds of new stuff from mugs to t-shirts and Pat Gray unleashed sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. This uh, handsome cap. You weren't pointing at me. The, you were no, pointing at the cap. At the cap. You sure? The handsome cap. It's on the bald head of Keith Malinak. Uh, looks great. Yeah. And there's a limited edition. Uh, Glenn and Pat T-shirt that you can you can buy too. Yeah, you go to shop.theblaze.com, and then what you do is a whole bunch of products will come up, and if you go down to the bottom right corner, it's almost like it's uh, hiding. Look for the little plus sign, click on that, and then you see some really cool special edition. Uh, Wait, I gotta go to shop.theblaze.com. Mm-hmm. Scroll all the way down to a plus sign. Well, it's not a little; it's a big. Click on a plus sign. I don't design the web okay. stuff. But it's anyhow. just that easy. So, so if you go to shop.theblaze.com mm-hmm. and then you, gosh, I think you have to like hit enter here or something like that. Anyway, all of these little uh, okay. you know, pictures of all the items come mm-hmm. up for sale. Mm-hmm. And then the bottom right corner is a big plus sign. You got to click that. You're right. Why are they hiding the cool stuff, man? I don't know. So they anyway, don't want you to have it. You got to look so for it. So do it. Get it. Just to spite them. Yeah. Because they don't want you to have it. Or you can go to Pat's Twitter account, at Pat Unleashed, which he just tweeted out a direct link to that That might be t-shirt. the easiest way to go oh, right Glenn there. and Pat. That could be easy. Days. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so go to shop.theblaze slash no, no. backslash backslash squiggly line uh-huh. squiggly. underscore dot com. Hyphen, you hyphenated. The hyphen is back. Right, the hyphen. You, you got to go back to the squiggly line, then the hyphen. Okay. Then the... That takes you to an entry portal Okay. where you have to look for a squirrel. Mm-hmm. Now, the squirrel is in the forest. And uh, there's a lot of woodland creatures in there, yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's only one squirrel out of 17,832 animals. <laughs> and see, <laughs> and the squirrel is at shop.theblaze.edu. Right. So gotta, it's a little... It's a little <laughs> We've made it just that easy for you. Well cumbersome. Okay. Triple uh, A, <laughs> uh, Meanwhile, two states passed abortion amendments yeah. to their constitutions uh, during the midterm. So what does that mean? Uh, It means the battle over abortion bills in the U.S. is playing out in voting booths with Alabama and West Virginia, along with uh, Oregon, all voting on abortion matters. Alabama's Amendment 2 passed with 61% of the votes. It amends the state's constitution to declare and otherwise affirm that it is the Public policy of the state to recognize and support the sanctity of unborn life and the rights of unborn children. And to provide that the constitution of this state does not protect the right to abortion or require the funding of abortion. Wow. There you go. Good for Alabama. Nice job. She's 61% too. That's pretty good. Meanwhile, West Virginia's Amendment 1... Passed with 52% of the vote. And it states nothing in this constitution secures or protects a right to abortion or requires the funding of abortion. Nice. Meanwhile, in Oregon, they shot down Measure 106, Mm -hmm. which would have prohibited the use of public funds to pay for abortions, except in cases where there is a federal requirement or when the procedure is deemed medically necessary. That almost never happens anymore. 37% 37% is all that voted for that. It lost 63-37. Oregon sucks. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You just kind of summed up the story for there. Uh, just kind of summed it up, I think. Yeah. Oregon sucks. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. That's uh, where you're not allowed to turn right in their uh, largest city. Is that right? In Portland? Yeah. You can't turn to, right? can't turn right without having Antifa beating oh, yes. the crap out of yes. your car. That was in Portland. Yeah, I, I think they're pretty proud of that. So, well, but the police they they jump in, right? No, when Antifa's beating the but they out of your car, they watch from a nearby huh. uh, perch. Yeah, and, you're right. Uh, and they sit there and look at it. Yeah, I mean, they did look at it. Yeah, they, they look. Let's go with your original assessment. Oregon, Oregon sucks. sucks. It just sucks. Yeah, sorry. Not all the people in Oregon. Nope. Just the progressive element mm-hmm. in Oregon. Sure, sucks. Sucks. Okay. All right. I'm glad we got that cleared up because oh. a lot of people wondered. Yeah. Well, does Oregon suck or not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. now Cliff it's, Notes version, it's official. Yes. Oregon it's, sucks. Sucks. Uh, Gene in Washington, you're on the blaze. Hi. Good morning, guys. Uh, morning. Well, the the firearms bill in Washington <laughs> State did pass sixty to forty, which stated what? So, Remind uh, us. Stated that they're they're advancing the age to own semi autos between you know to eighteen to twenty one. So people oh, between wow. that age can't buy them, gift them, do any of that kind of stuff. We'll have to get annual training to make sure that we're competent en- enough to own these firearms. Oh man! And um, 
it pretty much dirts on all the guys that own, um, you know, semi-auto 22s, the 1022s that are just, you know, we use them just for target practice and stuff like that because mm-hmm. they're just, you know, ammunition is pretty readily available and inexpensive. Yeah. And pretty much all the handguns. So, <laughs> Jeez. it's being challenged. The NRA and the Second Amendment Foundation here in Washington State is challenging it in court. Good. Part of it, part of it goes into effect in in January. The age limitation goes into effect in January, and then the rest of it's set to go into effect unless um, the court challenge in, in July. Okay, so can we safely say, in addition to Oregon sucks, Washington sucks as Washington well? Washington sucks worse. Okay. Yeah, I can, okay. I'm here yes. to attest to the fact Washington sucks worse. <laughs> that is really bad. I mean, hopefully they won't hold up in court if those are challenged. And, you know, maybe the, yeah. maybe you got to go to the Supreme Court to work this oh, out. Oh, boy. But you shouldn't have to. I hope so. Well, I hope it don't go that far. I hope it's just squashed immediately. But I um, can't yeah. really say. Wow, I didn't. The, uh, the, the jury's out on that one, Pat. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Gene. Sure. Appreciate it. Uh, wow. It's I. I don't know. It just it keeps happening, where they continue to scale back your your Second Amendment rights, and they continue to say every step of the way, "Hey, I completely support the Second Amendment. I'm ju- all I want. All I want is you know common sense reform. That's all I want." I just want common sense things that used to be supported by the right and the NRA. And now they're so extreme that they don't support these common sense measures, like taking guns out of the hands of people. I mean, I, so, this is common sense. So, so, so Gene's telling us that, um, mm-hmm. uh, that the age increases uh, from 18 to 21 in the state of Washington. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. To own, what was it, a... Uh, Semi-automatic, right? Yes. Correct? Okay. Yes. So I looked up the abortion laws in Washington while he was talking to us. Okay. There is no um, age restriction on getting an abortion, and you do not have to tell your parents. Anyone How wonderful that is. Hey, that's total freedom of a woman's yeah. body. So you're 14. That's pregnant. total freedom of a woman's body, Keith. But 21 Her to body. exercise your constitutional right in the state uh-huh. of Washington. <laughs> so let's amend Oregon sucks, Washington sucks. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. So I think we've already amended that. So the the Northwest United States sucks. You just I mean you suck. Northwest, Northeast. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a you know there's some there's some hot spots in in between. <clears throat> and so um, you know what America? We've talked about this before. Maybe everybody just comes to Texas and we wall it Whoa, off. Oh wait a minute! Just come to Texas and we wall it off. Can we, All no. the conser- conservatives. All right. Meet us That's here. Better. All conservatives, meet us here in Texas. We'll, yeah. you know, find a place or make some settlements for you in the middle yeah. of the state where there's nobody there. Tell you what, we'll meet at Babe's Chicken in mm. Roanoke, Texas. Okay? We'll just... Not a, not a lot there. of good parking there, but... <laughs> it's not um, a lot of good parking there, so, so that's a good point. Yeah. And if every conservative is going <laughs> to... You know, there's not many of us left, so maybe there's going to be plenty of parking. Um, but uh, did you see that... that Totally counterintuitive stat. The exit polling data that showed that the transplants to Texas voted for Ted Cruz. It's the mm. native Texans that voted for Beto. What? Yeah, I'm not sure I believe that. I don't know that I believe that either. I'm not that sure is... I believe that. That's sad if it's true. Mm-hmm. Scary if it's true. I mean, what is going on with Texas? Come on. Texas. Texas. I mean, it's scary. I, I, there's no place left. Pat, 
Yeah, yeah. Pretty soon we're going to have to be put on that island of conservatives. And a happy Monday to the island of Whitey. Oh, the island of conservatives. Cracker Island? Yeah, Cracker Island. Cracker Island. Dang it. Hmm. That's where we belong, I guess. What are the There's blue no place people, for us anymore. Where, where do the blue people hang out? The ones yeah. that uh, Michelle Obama was talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, Where do they hang out? I don't know. Smurf Island? Smurf Island, I probably. Guess. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Triple eight nine hundred We have a video now of the... Um, Oh. Al Gore. No, no. So there's there's prediction. A, there's flooding in Washington State. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, this is well, his prediction because it sucks. This is his prediction. And what happened is salmon. Salmon were crossing the road on huh. a sunny day. What? More than a dozen of the fish were filmed. Look at this swimming across a flooded U.S. highway. Look at this. Okay, can you see the fish? Oh yeah, look at that. Look at that fish swimming across the street, crossing the road. Why did the salmon cross the road? Because it was flooded. Well, I mean, probably... <laughs> it's not really funny. It's just a fact. Hot chicks on um, the other side, too, or something. Maybe. Trying to get to. Uh, that's a, that's a fascinating that. video. Look at that. That's cool, though. It looks cool. Uh, that if, was... if I said fish would swim across the streets of our cities on a sunny day. And there you have it. Yeah, I and mean, there it is. Prophet Al. There it is. Huh. He nailed it again. So this is the guy who says that <laughs> the Earth was going to end like five years ago. Yeah. Wow. So at least he got one right. Not every one of his predictions can be right, mm. but he did predict the swimming fish across streets. He actually said this would happen because uh, Greenland would melt <laughs> and cause uh, the oceans to rise. Now that's not the case here. It was just a you know, a lot of rain, and it flooded, and it'll recede, and then the fish won't be swimming across the street anymore. Because he was talking about it being kind of a permanent situation. So, really, his prediction did not come true. Mm. But there were fish swimming across the street on a sunny day. There's proof. And there's the proof. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 93 Also, a... Uh, Um, It's a fun video. You want to play that video? Posted by uh, Chris Wilkins on Twitter. There's this is like a soccer match. It's like a it's like a little kid's soccer game, and uh, the dad's standing next to the goalie, and um, and just watch what happens here as the uh, let's watch watch this. This is fun stuff. Kicks the ball here. Watch this. <laughs> he pushes the kid. He the pushed the kid down. The dad knocks the kid down, and his. Downed body blocks the block the kick. Block the kick, and then it gets kicked. I in would anyway. watch soccer if you could have you know <laughs> interference from the crowd like that. Is he getting crap for pushing the kid down, or is that his own kid? I hope. Well, that's a great question. Oh, he's, he's been called, called Father, Father of, of the, the Year. year. Yay! <laughs> Go get the ball, kid. I'm gonna. And he knocked him flat. Like that's I'm awesome. surprised CPS hasn't showed up and taken his. Kid oh, it probably him. has. What state do you think it's in? Let's see here. Soccer <laughs> dad. I'm gonna. Uh, Oh, that was over. That's why. If that was in America, the the guy would have lost his kid. Oh yeah, that's in, overseas. In Washington or Oregon, he'd probably already be doing. That's hard overseas, time. where they take their soccer seriously. <laughs> you can go yeah. ahead and knock your kid flat if you want to. Okay, as long as he blocks the shot, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, based on these fantastic team names, it's oh, it's in Wales. Okay, Wales. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where they don't know good football. They don't know actual football. Right. Well, real football, like we have here. There's real football here. 
The um, football that matters. Yep. I'm, I'm not commenting. Football that men play, okay? Mm-hmm. And some women. Oh. I keep seeing this little clickbait thing. Yeah, yeah. This is the first woman to be in the NFL. What are you talking about? No, no she's not. Yeah. She might be the first woman kicker in the NFL. No. No, she's not going to be. Becca Longo. You've been saying that for like eight years. <laughs> so it hasn't happened yet. I'm kind of thinking maybe it won't. Yeah, I'm thinking if the latest story on Becca Longo is dated from June of 2017, mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. not Probably not going to happen. No. Oh, is that who it is? Becca Longo? Becca Longo, yeah. Uh, what is she, 40 now? She's like 40, 47, <laughs> yeah. somewhere in there. Well, she's probably still in her parents' Obamacare <laughs> then. Uh, let's see. She's the first woman to receive college football scholarship <clears throat> from a Division II school or higher. She signed with Adams State University in Alamosa, Colorado as a kicker. She played that in high school. Hey, she could be the first woman in the NFL. So she's still a couple years from being able to. Yeah, she may. it, it may work yeah. out. I doubt it, but maybe. Yeah. You know, it's possible. Boy, the Bears could use her. Uh, their kicker yesterday um, missed uh, two extra points and two field goals. Wow. And they, It's been happening a lot this year. There's some problems all with kicking. four of them hit off the upright. Oh, my gosh. You can't try. What are the odds Cody, of that? Cody Parkey. Yeah. You couldn't. I want to bet on that. Wow. I want to put a dollar bet on hitting the uprights four times in one game. Probably never happen again. Cool. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So... He'll probably be traded this week. Uh, or cut. Who was it? It was a couple of weeks ago that the kicker missed three or four kicks and they got rid of him immediately. Oh. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and then I, I think their new kicker just missed a bunch of kicks oh. as well. Yeah, I don't remember who it was, though. But uh, a decent weekend of football, by the way. <laughs> Cougars won, of course. That's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat UMass 35-16. I can't believe I missed that one. I made that prediction in August. Whoops. Also, uh, Nebraska won. Yes. Beat Illinois. Very nicely. What was the score there? Oh, 50. Boy. That was handily, right? They beat it pretty bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Final score, I'm so ashamed. Uh, 54-35. Now they're looking better. They have scored 31 uh, 31 or more points in the last five weeks. And one of those games was against Ohio State. They lost by five, yes. So that was, I mean, they're coming along. They're coming around. Yes, sir, they are. They sure are. Took some time, but maybe there's some buy-in now with Scott Mm -hmm. Frost's system. Yep. And uh, I think Missouri won, too, over the weekend, just to clear up uh, Jeffy's team. Missouri beat Vanderbilt. Oh, you know what? Nate tweeted out uh, his rankings, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I gotta go find it. Nate. Oh, okay. Remember, he's got that yeah. computer Does he system have thing. BYU yeah. in the top ten. Right yeah, now? Uh, they should be. Oh, so, is that what we're doing? Yeah, in top ten. I, I know Nebraska's be. ninety-nine now. We're in double digits finally. Ninety-nine. Wow. But uh, that's painful. Mm-hmm. So anyway, First, that was it. We're done, right? College football Saturday, and no more football after that, right? <clears throat> what do you mean? Like that's that's the only football that happened this week. There was no NFL games, correct? No, it's so, not correct. Green Bay won. Uh, your team lost to the Cleveland Browns, um, so I can understand that you don't want to acknowledge it. Oh, the, wait, there was more football? The, yeah. The, after mm-hmm. Saturday, there was more football? Yeah, it's called the NFL, the National not, Football League. They not, normally play on Sunday. Not familiar with what mm-hmm. you're speaking of. I'm sorry that I can't participate in this conversation. Uh, BYU number 61 now in Nate's uh, computer rankings. Mm, Nate's rankings suck. Uh, Missouri's 24, and then, of course, Nebraska is uh, 99. UCF, 7 mm. in uh, Nate's rankings. We'll tweet this out, at Pat Unleashed on the Twitter. Okay. 
All right. Uh, also, BYU had a uh, kind of a stiff uh, basketball penalty. What? Yeah, they uh, one of their kids was uh, receiving some perks from one of the boosters. Uh oh. And uh, so they did, it's been a, like a two year investigation. First of all, they turned themselves in. Okay. They found out about the problem. Turned themselves into the NCAA. Be proactive. That always helps. Yep. Well, it, not much in this case. I'll oh, tell you. Oh no. Uh, so they turned themselves in. The kid left school last year, sat out the whole year. Uh, the NCAA continued to investigate. They found that there was no institutional or coach involvement or knowledge. Okay. No involvement, no knowledge. Uh, but the kid uh, involved got some $12,000 worth of vacations and trips and money, uh, use of a car, a Volkswagen Jetta. <laughs> <laughs> At Alabama and Auburn, that would be like a Lamborghini. <laughs> At BYU, it's a Volkswagen Jetta. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and they, they sent him to Harry Potter World for one of his trips. Anyway. Oh, boy, the NCAA's got to <laughs> lay the hammer down after so that. So they did. Yeah, they uh-huh. did. They have to vacate 47 wins. Stop! Every win he participated in over the last two years. 47 victories have been taken away from BYU. They're on probation for two years. They had to pay a fine. Uh, They lost a scholarship. Wow. And they've got recruiting restrictions now. It's the most, it's the harshest penalty ever given to a school that uh, didn't have institutional involvement in in the infraction. I... (laughs) Wow, wow, man. If they're going to do that for that penalty, for for that infraction, what's going to happen to these these teams like Kentucky and uh all the rest that are involved in this FBI investigation where there were serious serious infractions from coaches and the institution. Well, you're going to have to give them the death penalty if that's what you're going to do to BYU. Wow. Except they probably won't. Uh, all right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Found twenty millennial problems. Okay, these are problems that millennials have. That actually, so does everybody else probably. Uh, huh. Things like online dating doesn't matter if you're swiping through profiles on Tinder or looking for your soulmate on OkCupid. Online dating is hard, and not just for millennials. No matter what your age, everybody knows a struggle. You'd think you'd have that many more choices. Uh, that would make the dating process easier, but unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, so I guess online dating is hard. I've never done it. Yeah. <laughs> you look never done that. No. Uh, number two, being bombarded by social media. Um, yeah, that happens to everybody. <laughs> Watching way too many streaming services. Oh, I think we're all guilty of that. Um, depending mm. on Google for everything. They, for sure. Uh, that's not just millennials. That That is everybody. Is there anything you don't go to Google for? Like if you have a question mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I got to find out what year that came out. Or I have to find out who's in that movie. Or what's that person's name? It's always Google, right? Yeah, it's the World Book Encyclopedia. It I is. Go right for the... Uh... It is. I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> why wouldn't you go to Google? What, what would you do instead? I don't even know. Oh, I'm going to go down to the library and uh, check that out. Okay. It settles a lot of arguments or confusion. Like, I don't know. Was he in that? I don't know. Uh, yeah. It does. Um, 
Uh, problem number five for millennials and everybody else. Human interaction is becoming a thing of the past. Technology has tr- totally transformed the way we do everything. When you're at the store, you use the self-checkout. Yeah, for sure I do. When you're at a party, you're staring down at your phone. Instead of having to be social, uh, it's let everyone become introverts. And when you have to interact with people, actual people, it can get a little awkward since nobody's used to doing it anymore. (laughs) I can relate. Uh, You freak out if your phone dies. Everything's on your phone. Your contacts, passwords, GPS, everything. That's why mine's constantly hooked up to a charger. So if, if it dies, you're naked, right? You're lost. Whoa. You don't know what to do with yourself. Uh-huh. Um, number seven, you don't know anyone's number anymore. Remember when oh, you used oh. to memorize numbers? Yep. I, don't, I, I know my grandmother's phone number because I grew up with it, and that's it. That's all I'm down to. <laughs> uh, there's almost no reason to know anybody's number anymore. Well, yeah, because you don't answer the phone. Right. Well, there's that, or too. Or make calls, apparently. Uh, sticking to a budget. If anyone says budgeting is easy, they're lying. It doesn't matter if you're in high school or you're in your 50s. Sticking to your personal allotments and only getting the bare necessities <clears throat> is really tough and not fun. Yeah, just ask Estasio Cortez, the millennial <laughs> headed to D.C. How can, how can I possibly get an apartment when I don't get paid until I'm sworn in? Well, hey, Puddin, you just pay for it. Right? Just pay for it. What do you mean? Just pay for it. What do you do? You pay for it. <laughs> uh, getting a job. When you're a millennial, your main issue uh, with getting a job is your lack of experience. But when you're in your later years, you might have a more established career, but you're still competing with all the younger people who might have a better idea of how the newer technology works and how to do things more effectively. Either way, scoring a job with so many great candidates is a challenge. Um... Not being able to get in touch with someone right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it used to be you'd have to just wait. Yeah. Right? right. Uh, just wait. Well, we'll see him tomorrow. That's or actually what we do around here. We can't get in touch with you. And we're just like, yeah, well, you know you have I'll, to see wait. Him, I'll see him tomorrow. Yeah. Can we just talk about tomorrow? Because he's not going to respond to my text, my email, my call. Even if I show up and knock on his door, he'll look out the peephole, see that it's Keith, and he will not answer the door. So we'll see him tomorrow when Pat gets back to work. You got it down, man. I mean, that's that's all you need to know. <laughs> You're all set. <laughs> all right, we'll see you tomorrow. I'm Pat Gray.